Welcome to the show. We are tuned in for real-life stories with real-life people who have overcome adversity and healed their life. I am your host, Victoria Johnson, teacher trainer and coach trainer for the Heal Your Life Certification Program and best-selling author of Do That and Then Some Transform Feelings of Less Than to More Than Enough. As Louise Hay always said, the point of power is in the present moment, so let's get started. And welcome back, listeners and viewers. I'm excited to have you with us today. I have a very special guest, as you can see, Michelle Bateman. Michelle is the founder of Soul Journey, where she is a transformational soul coach. She is a dynamic speaker, and she has really powerful topics like self-love yourself, love that, the art of surrender, big deal there, and five magic questions to create a life you love. I cannot wait to hear more about those. That'll be great. So she got on this journey after her second divorce, and it was a big wake-up call for her. And uh, she realized that she had everything that it took to create the life that she loves, and it was all within her and just a matter of uncovering and opening up. And now she helps other people to do the exact same thing, which is amazing. And uh, she has learned to study her newfound passion, which is from many well-knowns in the field, which is Tony Robbins, Dr. Wayne Dyer, Michael Singer, and many more. Seems like you're a, a reader, which makes me happy, Michelle. Welcome to the show, Michelle Bateman. Thank you so much. Thank you. Before we go any further, I do want to mention your website in case uh, listeners and viewers want to check you out while we are talking. So it is Soul Journey, S-O-U-L, journey.co. And they can find you on Facebook and Instagram at Soul Journey Transformations. That's with an S, transformations. Yep. And they can email you at souljourneyinfo at gmail.com. So I've been very intrigued, you know, when I read about, you know, you being in that place where you have to just start over again and how you went from there to where you are now, because I know so many of our listeners are going to relate to that, to having that feeling and being like, oh gosh, where do I go from here? So do you want to just kind of start at whatever point you feel is good to tell us your story? Absolutely. Thank you. So my journey, my soul journey started about seven years ago and I was in a really empty, lonely second marriage. And I thought this was my second chance to be happy and have the life that I wanted. And it didn't turn out that way. And so I began to be very jaded, very bitter, very angry. And, you know, I just thought I'd never be happy again. I thought that I just had to resign to this existence, even though there was this calling that said, there's got to be something more to life than this that can't be all that there is to live this unhappy existence. However, I just figured that there was going to be nothing better for me than this. And so it was in a moment of having thoughts of wanting to smother my husband with a pillow. <laughs> And I didn't do it. Which we do not recommend. We do not recommend. It was not a good thought. But it was in that moment was my wake up call that I didn't know who I was anymore. This person who was, I was looking at in the mirror, wasn't this loving, happy woman that I used to be. And Mm -hmm. so I didn't know how to continue. I didn't know how to make any changes because no one teaches us these tools. No one equips us to learn how to get through the challenging parts of life. Wouldn't that be beneficial to learn in school more than some of the things that we're learning right now? (laughs) It's true. And you know, often too, because we feel really alone and we feel like we're the only one going through this because it's not something that people talk about, you know, their deepest fears and secrets. 
and they keep everything inside and then that isolation occurs, right? Yeah. And I was so isolated and bitter and angry. And, you know, I had a friend who was dying of ALS and he was happier dying than I was living my life. And so I realized that there's got to be a way to find happiness in the midst of your challenges. And so that's when I began searching and reading and taking courses and just consuming everything that I could. And Wayne Dyer and I became best friends. And I listened to him every morning when I got ready, every day, every moment I could, I was filling with my mind with ways to change my thoughts, to change what I was thinking and speaking and believing. And as I did that, everything in my life changed. And I it blew me away that going from thinking I would never be happy again to then seeing all of these things that I began to create in my life, like excited me so much. And in that, I realized that that was my purpose. That was why I had gone through all the things that I had gone through so that I could now share those with other people because I never wanted another woman to feel as lost and as hopeless as I did with life to know that we have the ability to change our life, to know that we we can transform it at any time regardless of our circumstances. It's how we navigate that that creates the reality that we want or the one that we don't want. Mm Absolutely. And, you know, when we talk about Dr. Wayne Dyer, we talk about one of his favorite quotes, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. And it sounds like you had this complete flip of perspective. Absolutely. I was so negative and so jaded in everything that I was saying. And I was lucky enough to have a friend call me out on that and really speak into my life that until you change the things that you're saying, nothing's going to change. And so I began to say even more amazing things are going to happen for me. And so I was a stay at home mom. I didn't have a job. I needed to leave my marriage. So I had no idea how I was going to create any of that. And I was at the right place at the right time. And all of these things just lined up perfectly for me to find the job of my dreams. And I was so happy there. And then I was in the right place again at the right time and found a home that was way more amazing than I ever thought that I would have for me and my daughters to provide a safe home for them. And so in that happening, everything I just said is, it's going to be more amazing than I imagined. It's going to be more. And it was every single time. And then finding a healthy relationship and seeing what that looked like, seeing that I could create anything that I wanted. And so from the beginning of my journey, a year later, I went back and I looked in my journal and everything that I wrote down, whether it was tangible or emotional, I had every single thing that I had, <laughs> I had asked for in that one year. Oh, I love it. I love it. You know, I'm such a big supporter of know, people knowing that they can, they have the power within yes. them. That's that's what I'm most passionate about, empowering people to know that, that you can change it and it's you that can do it. And having somebody to guide you and help you is super great. I kind of like did it all on my own in a hundred different places in a hundred different directions. Mm -hmm. And so now I've kind of taken all of that together, the spirituality part and the the neuroscience and combined it all together to say, "Here's, here's what all my research, here's what all my learnings, here's what everything that I have. And here it is. I'm going to share it with you. I love that. I love that because it's so true. I I believe that everyone who is going through these types of things and wanting more, wanting something different, you know, it's really important that they connect with a coach because we can do things the hard way (laughs) or we can do things in a lovely supported process and not have to go through it alone. And and sometimes, you know, just having that other person there, they see things that you don't see. Absolutely. um, Your blind spots and they push you further than you think you can go yourself. Yes. Yeah, it's true. Having a coach is much like having a trainer at the gym, right? Absolutely. You know, I was at the gym yesterday and I, you know, I was on the crazy 
Stairmaster thing, like the big one forever, what felt like forever. And when it was two minutes left and I thought I was going to die, she talked me into the last two minutes, right? Right. And so as a coach, you're coaching people into those last two minutes. That's where the good stuff is. You know, it really is. When we're outside of our comfort zone and we're really reaching, you know, that's where the place where the miracles are have landed and where all of these great insights for our life come from. And so I just love what it is that you do. And, uh, you know, like you said, other women definitely are feeling lost and unfulfilled, whether they are going through a divorce or a change of job or the kids were moving out, or, you know, maybe they're just at that age where they're like, hmm, I'm not really loving what I'm doing right now and I want to change. Yeah, uh, those are the people who can really benefit from having a coach who, like yourself, really believes that people can change their life. They can heal their life. They can draw on their own inner power. Yeah, to... and it will be the best thing that you ever do yes. for your life, for your family, for your children, for everybody around you. And the stereotypical thing for women is put yourself last. Mm-hmm. You know, give to the kids, give to the job give to the housework, give to everything. Yeah. And then you're so depleted. There's nothing left for you. And you don't know, what do you even like? What are your hopes? What are your dreams? What are your mm-hmm. goals? You've given all of that up because you're so busy caretaking for everybody. And that's kind of the model of what a good mom or a good woman does. But yes. it's actually the opposite because when you're depleted, you can't give your best to your kids. You can't give your best to your partner or your job because you're not at your best. You're not filling your own self up. So then how how can you then be at your best? You need to put yourself first. It's not selfish. It's actually selfless to fill yourself up, to be happy, to be fulfilled, to be the best that you can be, mm-hmm. and then serve the people that you care the most about. And you're going to show up in a completely different way. So if you're a listener and you don't really have a system in place right now or a way to do that, and you're thinking, yeah, that all sounds good, but how do I start? Like, how do I start making myself a priority when I've got, you know, three little kids and a job and a, and a spouse or uh, whatever it may be? How do I make myself a priority? Do you have any tips around that? Absolutely. There's so much time in our day that we could double use it that we don't even think of. So for me in the morning, every morning when I took a shower and when I did my hair and my makeup, I had had Wayne Dyer playing and Mm -hmm. I would listen to him. We've got to drive to work. You've got to commute. So you can listen to a podcast in the car. You can listen to an audio book if you want. While Mm -hmm. you're making dinner, you can put something on. While you're getting groceries, you can put something on. You can listen to a meditation before you go to bed as you fall asleep. There's little incremental things that you can do that will have huge results. If you take the time to commit, taking a couple minutes in the morning to journal and just talk or even, you know, thinking about what you're grateful for is a, is a great first step. So for me, before I even open my eyes, I say, thank you. I go through the list of thank you for my health. Thank you for my relationship. Thank you for my children. Thank you for the opportunities that I have, the people that are in my life. And then going one step further, if you take time to write that down, it actually solidifies it more. And when you start your day in a place of gratitude and thankfulness for what you have, you're not looking at what you don't have and what's not working. You've totally changed the focus on that. So those are little things that you can do that will have huge differences in your life as you begin to make that a practice for yourself. Absolutely. And what I want to really let the listeners know, because if you're listening and you're thinking, well, what difference is it going to make in my life if I'm, you know, listening to some YouTube while I'm getting my makeup on or while I'm commuting? Well, it depends what kind of YouTube you're listening to. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it depends who you're that's listening right. to. Yeah, whether it's cute cats or... <laughs> I yeah. just want to say that it, what you're saying is feed your brain. Feed your brain yep. with, with positive, healthy food 
And when you do that, you get more of that in your life. And then that becomes what comes out of your mouth as well as your thought, right? Because you're really reprogramming. Yeah. And it feeds you to the depths of your soul. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I think that oftentimes, you know, we talked about those stereotypes around women and how we as women can sometimes put ourselves last most of the time, put ourselves last. And then when you hear those little voices in your head, you know, oh, I'd really like to sit down for a half an hour, but I should really fold the laundry. You know, mm-hmm. those kind of things. Just really asking yourself, Wh- whose voice is that in my head right now? Mm-hmm. Like what is making me feel like this is what I should do? Yeah. And uh, really taking that word should, first of all, identifying if it's your belief or not, and then taking that word should and putting some options out there. You know, well, if I wanted to, I could have a cup of tea or I could fold the laundry. And, and you know, we are also meant to be human beings, not just human doings. We need to take time to just be and be in the stillness. And I'll never forget this moment that had such a huge impact with me when I was starting my business and I was working with my business coach and we were kind of uncovering what would be going on for the woman that I want to serve and that I want to work with. And she said, giving yourself permission. And I burst out sobbing because... I didn't give myself permission to have Mm -hmm. dreams, to have hopes, to put myself first. And you need to give yourself permission to know that you deserve just as much as everybody else in your life. You deserve time for you. You deserve your hopes and dreams. You deserve all of that. And then giving yourself permission to just stop. Mm -hmm. Stop and read a book if you need to. Stop and listen to an audio book if, you know, stopping and you've got little kids that that's not possible. But giving yourself permission to nurture your body, your mind and your soul will have such a huge impact in the rest of your life. It absolutely will. And the fact that you are deserving. Yeah, we don't feel worthy sometimes. Often that's, I hear that with pretty much every woman that I work with, whether they are successful, whether they are wealthy, whether they are skinny, whether they work out at the core, women struggle with feeling worthy and deserving. It's so true. And, you know, really what we want to do is help people to transform those feelings and to transform that belief system and to just be able to change their thought Mm -hmm. and their thoughts about themselves, their thoughts about what they deserve, their thoughts about what life looks like them. Yeah. And sometimes that's so far out of your realm of even imagining. A lot of times when I ask women, if you could have it all your way and you could have your life, whatever you wanted, what would that look like? They're like, I I don't even know. Like I can't even visualize that. And Mm -hmm. so having someone help you through that process, someone help you see where you're not loving yourself and what does that actually look like? What does giving yourself permission even look like? Because for some people, it might be such a foreign thought that you're like, I can't even wrap my head around this right now. Yes. So well said. You've just got so many gems here for the listeners, which I am loving. I just sit here and smile and nod. You've got it covered. (laughs) Um, Do you have any tips for the viewers and listeners on how to love yourself more? Yes. So one of the things that we do in my self-love workshop is, and actually in Surrender, we talk about this worthiness aspect. And I ask everybody, if you were standing at the nursery in the hospital and all these little babies were lined up and you were looking at these precious little babies, would you think any baby is any more worthy than the other? That's right. And the answer is no. You think they're totally worthy, equally worthy, 
and they've accomplished nothing in their life. And they were born worthy. You were born worthy. You are worthy just because you exist. You don't have to earn it. You don't have to perform. You don't have to accomplish anything. And those babies pee and poop their pants all the time. (laughs) And we still think they're worthy. So we joke. I'm like, well, if you didn't pee or poop your pants today, you're you're ahead of the game, right? Like, (laughs) Just know that your worthiness is in your existence, Mm -hmm. not in your performance. That's a great quote. And I believe that's a Louise Hay quote, the you are worthy of love just because you exist. You yes. do not have to earn love. No. Beautiful. You have an amazing quote that you shared with me earlier that I had asked you if you would share with the listeners and viewers. Are you able to share that now? Yeah, absolutely. So it's not in the destination that we learn and grow. It's the journey that our soul takes to remove what's been in the way of our magnificence. Absolutely. Do you have an example for that quote? I have something that came to my mind, but if you've got one, let's listen to that. Yeah, we can share both of them and get a different insight on that. So for me, sometimes we feel like, you know, I got to figure it out or I have to get this thing or I have to learn more, but really it's undoing all of the things that we've held on to, the hurts. You know, somebody in grade three said you're stupid and you believe that. And then your parents didn't, you know, show up for you the way you wanted. So then you built that up. And it's all of these, these layers of pain and hurt that have kind of blocked the magnificence and the brilliance of who you are. And so as you begin to undo those and take the layers off, what's left is the magnificence and the brilliance and the shininess of who you were meant to be without all the stuff that's been getting in the way. Absolutely. I will share my story that that came to mind when you said that. Can you say the quote again? So it's not in the destination that we learn and grow. It's the journey that our soul takes to remove what's in the way of our own magnificence. Yes. So what came to my mind when you read that the first time was I thought about writing my book. So it took me three years to write my book. Lots of times sitting there sobbing at the keyboard. And um, there was a lot of learning. There was a lot of growing, a lot of healing. And, uh, you know, the the end result was always in my mind. Well, when when I finish my book, when I finish my book, when I finish my book. And it turns out when I finished my book, you know, it did great. And it's, it's a wonderful book. And it's been a bestseller and everything else. But that's not the big part for me. The big part for me is those three years in front of the keyboard crying, because that was so incredibly meaningful to developing my brilliance and my magnificence was to heal those broken parts. Yeah. And to let go of all of those thoughts of who am I to do this? Who do I think I am? I'm not good enough. And, you know, we are, if we can just get out of our own way and stop listening to that little voice that gets in the way all the time, that isn't the truth. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important for everyone to know that we all have that little voice. It's not just yours. (laughs) No, we all have it. We all have it. Aware of it. Then you can start moving towards, I don't have to listen to it. I don't have to believe everything that it tells me. I have the ability to reframe and change that Mm -hmm. thought and say, you know what? No, we nicknamed that voice in our head from that YouTube video years ago. There was that little boy and his mom was giving him heck and her name's Linda. (laughs) Have you seen it? Where she's like, Linda, listen, Linda, honey. And he's like three calling his mom Linda because she's giving him heck of it. Oh, yes, yes. Grandpa's. Yeah. So we call that voice Linda. So when it shows up, we're like, Linda, listen, that's not what I believe about myself. Linda, listen. So, you know, give that little voice a nickname that you could 
be comfortable to say, shut up. I'm not listening to you anymore. I don't have to listen to this narrative that you're giving me. I'm choosing to think, believe, and speak something different. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, I was reading something uh, a while back, and I believe it was in The Untethered Soul, the book, Mm. The Untethered Soul. And they talked about that voice. And I work with people with that voice a lot myself. And what they said about the voice in that book was, it's not your voice that's talking but it's your voice. It's you that's listening. Yes. And so uh, thank you so much for letting people know you have a choice whether or not you listen to that, how much credibility you give it, how much time that you're going to spend obsessing over it, or if you just let it go, like literally in one ear and out the other, or if you transform it when it pops up, you know, when it Yeah, because you would never let someone talk to you the way you talk to yourself. Yes. That person wouldn't be a friend to you anymore. You wouldn't be your own friend if you had a choice, right? So Mm -hmm. just imagine that that voice is someone outside of you. You wouldn't spend time with them. You wouldn't hang out with them. You wouldn't give them the time of day if that's what they were saying to you. So, you know, giving the same feedback and saying to that voice in your head, I don't have to be your friend. I don't have to listen. I don't have to sit here for this anymore. That's right. And I am enough and I am worthy and I am lovable and I'm smart and brilliant and magnificent. All of those things. Yep. Oh, so glad that you're on the show with us today and uh, all of this brilliance of yours that you're sharing with us. I really do appreciate it. I want to mention again, your website is souljourney.co. So S-O-U-L journey.co. And on Facebook and Instagram, it's Soul Journey Transformations with an S. And you can email Michelle at souljourneyinfo at gmail.com. And uh, you work with your clients online, right? So you can work all over the world. Absolutely. Yeah, we do Zoom calls and we are face-to-face face and we develop a really beautiful bond and connection. And usually at the end of the calls, we say, I love you. And it's just a beautiful partnership of just guiding them on the journey and helping them see the things that they can't see and believing in them when they don't believe in themselves. You know, having somebody to cheer you on when you're not feeling like you're able to cheer your own self on and just having that love, that support, that safe space to explore the things that hurt the most that we often push away from and, you know, turn away from, but they're actually opportunities to heal if you have the support to look at them in a healthy space and to know what to do to heal and move past it. It's such a beautiful experience. Yes, it absolutely is. So step one to loving yourselves more, Michelle shared with us, start putting that positive information into your brain. You know, those YouTube videos or whatever while you're doing your makeup, the audiobooks in the car, the meditations at night. When you feel ready to reach out to a coach to have somebody to work with you, you know, that's a really great idea for accelerating your personal growth as well. And uh, just really learning to love ourselves more. And you and I have talked about Hay House authors, you know, anything that you find from these Hay House authors is also going to be really good brain food for you. And uh, so by all means, uh, people, please do check out Michelle at souljourney.co. And my website under my blog section, I have all the podcasts that I've recorded. So there's lots of different episodes on there to listen to the different things that I teach. Also on my Facebook and my Instagram, I post a lot of videos with just tips and content and just reflection of my own stuff that helps other people in the midst of their own stuff. Well, I know what you've told us today has been pure gold. So I'm sure those are as well. So I would definitely encourage the listeners and the viewers to check that out. Instagram, and Facebook Soul Journey Transformations. Thank you so much for being on the show with us today, Michelle. Thank you, Victoria, for having me. It was amazing. It is my pleasure. Thank you for joining us today. If you would like to become an internationally certified Heal Your Life teacher and coach, please visit thetraining.ca. 
to be a guest on the show and share your story, please visit victoriajohnson.org. Thank you so much for joining us.